and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd. This is episode 149. It's always Wednesday. Not always. Sometimes it's Mondays. Every time I'm here, it's Wednesday. Sometimes it's Tuesday. And in a couple of months, it'll be... We don't know what day. <laughs> Thursday, maybe? Well, because I go... What do I go after this? After this, I go to... A different schedule. I think you go to, I think you go to like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next, yeah. So it'd be that we would record either Sunday or Thursday. Yeah. Probably Thursday would be better. I don't know what your guys' schedule. We don't, we didn't talk about that off air. We can. <laughs> okay. On tonight's episode, we had a great interview with Yvette Dontremont. Yes. Had? The Psy Babe. Yes, had. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we're doing everything out of order, but out of order to them too as well. They don't know. There's but no, I'm, I'm there's no them in. order to our disorder. <laughs> okay. No, we had an awesome, very yeah. long, very just chatty, relaxed conversation with oh, yeah. Yvette. Mm-hmm. She is super cool. If awesome you don't know with. her, you're going to have a great time this episode. If you do know her, you're going to have an even better time. And if you don't know her, you should get to know her more by following yeah. her in all the places because she's fucking funny. Super mm-hmm. fun. And smart. Chipper. Bubbly. Yeah. yeah. Super mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, she's cool. I, I loved having her on the show. She was a really fun guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who are listening to the free version of the show, you'll hear us talk about Zelda. Yes. Our Patreon mm-hmm. patrons will get uh, some extended content for this show that will let you know exactly what Zelda, <laughs> what Zelda is. It was kind of a, it came up during our pre-interview banter with Yvette and I think you'll think it's kind of funny. So, if you want to become a Patreon oh, patron, now's I, the time to do it. You can figure out what Zelda you you'll hear what Zelda is. I don't think they'll think it's funny. I guarantee they will at <laughs> least have a chuckle. <laughs> and and if you're already a Patreon patron, thank you so much. If you yes. if you still cannot become a Patreon patron, please share the show with your friends. Share the links and rate us on all of the things that keeps the show in the eye of those people who are out on the interwebs looking for other shows, if they see that a show has been rated or has several ratings, then that pushes us higher in the ranking for results that people may be looking for or for other shows that they may are listen similar. to that are similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also subscribe. That helps us as well. Yes. Please do that. And follow us on the faces book and on our Twitters and all of the places. We would love to have you do that. We've got some listener feedback. 
Ooh, feedback. Feedback is not good sometimes, but always good when it's from a listener. Sure. I was thinking of microphone feedback. That's oh, yeah. Good. That's no, a bad that's feedback. Terrible. Yeah, we had the, we had the Atheist of Utah brunch on Sunday. Mm. And I do this, I have a wireless mic with my speaker deal. The wireless mic hooks into this thing that is not wireless that I've got to plug into the speaker. But then to test the volume, I have to walk in front of the speaker. You don't want And I have to, to be that. a certain distance away from the speaker before I attempt to test the sound. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a ton of feedback yeah. and it's not good. So, no. so then I'm just fucking pacing back and forth trying to find the right volume, you know, pacing away, checking it out, pacing back, turning it up or down, going back and forth. I need somebody to stand at the fucking box is what I'm saying, man. <laughs> you should just set the microphone down with a recording on your phone and play the recording into the microphone while it sits there, then stand back and see how it sounds. It's a good idea. <laughs> I was I wasn't I wasn't expecting somebody to give me some actually valuable advice on how to handle this. Uh, you might say, yes, that's some, some good some feedback. feedback. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. That's. That's that's a that's a stellar idea. Brilliant. Brilliant. That was South African. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even heard from those guys, so we'll see. Uh, uh, Dan Dan Morris sent me oh, I'm sorry, Doctor Doctor Daniel Morris sent me a message saying that because I called him Mr. Daniel Morris, I'm now going to be fucking demoted. <laughs> oh, I, I actually heard. It. I actually heard when I listened to that episode. I was I was getting into the shower, and I'm like, "Oh shit, he's a doctor." <laughs> yeah. So he said, "It's a, he said something like, I think you mean doctor.' Uh huh. And this will require a demotion. Yeah. And see, and and this is why we do your voice posh." <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing blue collar about you at all. Uh, we did get an email from a listener in Arizona, Dane Hansen, or not Arizona. Sorry. I saw, I saw, it's an A. Yeah. It's almost the same. <laughs> listener Dane Hansen said, Hi, gentlemen. Just a quick email to say that I definitely listen to you guys, even though you're in the U.S. and I'm here in Oz. I love the show and have been listening for a few years now. I do enjoy the shit show that is your political environment. It makes our politics seem lame. Tame. Tame. Is it tame or lame? Tame. Tame. Yeah, okay. I'm the furthest away from it. So. <laughs> anyway, I you will keep this You move to short. that spot so you can Cheers. read it better. I didn't, but it's tiny text, <laughs> and it's late at night, and I've got the allergies. I'm, I'm very congested. Well, thank uh, you very much, Mr. Hansen. Dr. Hansen, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get demoted. Uh but uh yeah, we appreciate the feedback. Oh, huh, it's yeah. a feedback heavy intro. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh ah. Ryan does those every once in a while. Ooh. When I hear the episode, there's just oohs and ahs throughout. Yeah, that's kind of I make noises. <laughs> um I even do it at work and people get confused like, "What what do you want?" I'm like, "I'm just making a noise." Well, so I'm curious. So Dane uh must have responded because we, of, we made the comment last episode. We didn't yeah. know if you had listeners in Australia. At least, well, we have at least the one, right? But we didn't know if we had any more because well, I, we, yeah, because we, we were doing stupid, our terrible, stupid accents yeah, over yeah. there, right? <laughs> well, we were afraid we lost them, and he didn't even comment on that at all. So we did it. Well, he probably thought we're trying to be uh, European. Well, I think that must mean we're doing excellently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. 
Well, and <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> I'm sure they're great, mate. <laughs> uh, we also received a, a rating in the comment from Celia Gray. If you love blasphemous podcasts such as Utah Outcasts, The Scathing Atheist, and Cognitive Dissonance Podcasts, you will love Godless Revolution. Join the revolution. They have coffee and donuts. Winky face emoji. I, I like it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Celia. That yeah. was very kind of you. Please, everybody else, go out and rate the show and leave comments and stuff. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a couple of stories that we will be getting to as well at the end of the episode for Patreon patrons. So the rest of you on the other side of this quick little break, we'll hear our interview with Yvette. This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. The next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Getting to know you Getting to know all about you Getting to like you Getting to hope you like me Well, on the line with us right now, we have Yvette Dantremont. I'm sure I still murdered that because it's fucking French, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, you got got it wonderfully. I'm very happy with that. Uh, For those of you who are unaware of Yvette's awesomeness, she is a scientist, a skeptic, a writer, a public speaker, and all-around badass. How are you doing tonight? It's, I, I'm, I'm fabulous. And we've already, since we've been chatting for a few minutes and I've been making pussy jokes, we've been having a great time. <laughs> well, that's out I, there. It's, I, I figured let's just jump right into what we've been giggling about for a few minutes. Let's, 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 let's lower the bar. Lower it. Oh, that's, so, that's pretty hard we, on this show. We, a lot, a lot of our audience are Zelda fans. It's fine. It's, uh, we, we do, we do love, oh, and I love Zelda so much. <laughs> well, that's I'm, awesome. We've got an inside joke. It's, we're, we're going to keep that way inside. <laughs> like, like Gwyneth Paltrow's eggs. Oh, that far inside. It's, they're they're going to be people coming up to me at AA Con being like, the fuck is Zelda? I'll be like, oh, you, you're coming to the after party now. <laughs> Look oh, in my man. purse. <laughs> I, my, my purse is only so big, okay? okay. Just like. Just like one of the Paltrow's pussy. Oh! <laughs> I, I pictured hers as more like a Mary Poppins bag. Just oh, <laughs> all the stuff she puts in. in there. 
it's it's like Narnia. It just keeps going on forever. Oh. A kid could get lost in there. Oh, she's, it's, may, you know, maybe she's oh, got, yeah. oh may, maybe she's got another one that's going to pop out anytime. She just doesn't know it yet because it's like hidden behind one of the eggs. Uh, yeah. Oh Jesus. Well. We've either confused or or really amused your audience, and I don't know which one it is. Yet. Not not mutually exclusive. Oh, this is this is true. Could be both. We're, it's going to be an interesting review for this show. <laughs> I think it's going swimmingly. It's oh, awesome. Yes. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in skepticism and science and everything? I I started I got into this I mean how far back do we want to go I mean it was a cold <laughs> it, it was it was it was a rainy night in 1983 and I I swam out of my mother's yoni um, as what a Paltrow would crazy sorry that's <laughs> going back way too far um, so I uh, I actually I started I like to say it started with the worst headache of my life um, which was Gwyneth Paltrow no um, I thought you were going to say Vanny Hurry. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, that's, yeah, eventually. Uh, no, it's, I actually, I got, I got a headache one day and it never went away. Uh, it, it was actually, uh, March 7th of, uh, 2010, got a really bad headache and it didn't, uh, go away. And that will, that will make you a little desperate for some pain relief. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, and I mean, I was working with, you know, doctors and trying to be evidence-based and I was, you know, they, I, I had doctors tell me everything from, you know, it's cluster headaches, which it, it really wasn't. And like the rare headache breeds are, are very hard to medicate. And, you know, you'll have a, a breed of headache or a variant of a headache that, that even, uh, headache specialists haven't seen in a career or don't see in a career. And that was the type that I had. I had a, a headache variant that was very, very rare. And it took, um, you know, it's, I, you go to eight different doctors, you get eight different diagnoses. I had one doctor tell me it was all in my head. I'm like, well, yes, it's a headache. <laughs> it is. It's a, yeah. um, I'm like, that is the definition oh, doctor, of the so phrase. Where it's, oh yeah. I mean, there was, it, it was a long time of trying to figure out what was going on. And while I was working with, you know, science-based clinicians, I also uh, started Googling and the mother of all fuckery is Googling, uh, as I found. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was trying so hard to be evidence-based and i didn't know what you know what a bad bit of evidence was on the internet in, internet yet i i hadn't really steeped myself in skepticism and it was oh my god i i you know i was like maybe and at the time i was very overweight so of course you know with everybody uh you know with all of the alternative medicine blogs out there uh the the thought you know sparked in my brain maybe the fat on my thighs is causing the pain in my face um, <laughs> you know this this made logical sense um and i did i did lose a lot of weight which i you know needed to for overall health uh which you know was good but at the same time i fell into all the food fuckery that was out there it was like maybe i should go non gmo and organic and vegan i mean i went i i went full tilt woo uh and at, at one point i was and i mean my doctor was happy with my weight loss at first um you know and i lost about at first about 75 pounds and then you know i was down to a healthy weight i, I ran a couple marathons i you know i did the full package uh you know like everything you're supposed to do to get in shape and then like and i was at a healthy weight and then i lost like another 15 pounds in a month after i was already at a healthy weight and my doctor like she she said something to me that was very uh you know, jarring. And I was at that point where I was reading every label on everything that I picked up at the store to see if it had like canola or GMO soy or anything bad for me. And like, if it had anything, like a shred of anything in it that would 
was possibly causing my face pain because, of course, <laughs> er- anything on the shelf that had a, G- a shred of a GMO was killing me. This has sugar in it. That's a GMO. Like everything. Any of ingredient course, killing you can't me. pronounce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was killing me. You know, I fell right into the food, babe, woo. Um, and eventually my doctor, you know, because I was having regular checkups because of my headaches, I go to her office and she looks at me and said, and this doctor had known me for over a decade at this point. She'd known me since I was a teenager. She looks at me and says, do you have a self-esteem problem? <laughs> oh, shit. That... That was a, nobody had, I mean, I didn't have like, uh, you know, my body is, I didn't have any body dysmorphia. So, you know, I was, I was quite fortunate on that, but like, that was a bit of a, a shakeup to me because my doctor who had been very happy with all of the, you know, the healthy changes I'd made in my diet suddenly was a little freaked out <laughs> by how thin I'd gotten. Yeah. It was like that, that was never like, cause I was always kind of chubby. Uh, that was never a thing that had been said to me. It was like, I'm doing something wrong here. So, you know, finally around that time, my headaches were properly managed. I found, you know, a neurologist who, uh, who understood the type of headache I had, got onto the right medications. I'm like, I'm going to try eating a GMO and see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, around like, uh, you know, not that long after that, I also got a job at a pesticide company. Oh, uh, shit, dog. Working <laughs> for mean- the evil corp. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, and it, it, it was not Monsanto. It was, it was a company called Amvac and here's, and, and it's like, all right, you know, if pesticides are causing this, then I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> you know, right. it's like it's, but I also learned a lot about the regulations that go into this. Like these things are tested like crazy. Like if we have one machine that isn't giving us test results to within, uh, to, to within, I mean, uh, a, a, a fraction of a percentage of accuracy every single time the same vial is run then you have to recalibrate it uh and and recalibrate it again and again to make sure your results are accurate and you would you would hold up pesticide regulation uh in in a country that's waiting on their results for a month to make sure that the results were accurate so i mean and i was just one cog in the machine hmm. but seeing how accurate those results had to be and we were you know i was testing for safety uh, and for to make sure that the pesticides didn't break down into anything like dioxins uh, that they, you know, which is a very unsafe byproduct. I was testing to make sure that those dioxins weren't above certain thresholds, that the pesticides were safe, uh, that the things that we were mixing them with uh, for the final formulations were were safe and were uh, stable. And it was amazing to me that, that, you know, all these rumors I was reading online from people like the food babe that not that long before uh, I had followed, I was like right before my eyes, I was seeing everything debunked from the inside. I'm like, mm. really? Uh, this was all bullshit. I spent all that time worrying and about all of this and none of it was true. What? A- and I mean, I was just, I was just gobbling it up. I'm like, all of the stuff that I was so worried about had nothing to do with my headaches. Yeah. Like, so it's, and I mean, around that time, uh, Vani Hari had gotten, she'd gone from like, from having, you know, a little bit of fame, like to kind of exploding every single time that she put out another, you know, another one of these, this company has a chemical that I can't pronounce because dictionaries are hard. Uh, you know, like it's, you know, every, every time she put out another press release, it got a ton of media attention. And there was a big difference between how like Vani was working and people like, D- uh, uh, David, you know, guacamole Fox. I mean, sorry, uh, David avocado wolf, you know, and, and, it's he's he's so that that he has such fabulous hair um you know and and people like Merkula 
you know, who's, you know, like they all have the same bullshit. But Vani Hari, she was, you know, she was kind of becoming a media darling. Mm-hmm. She is a terror. She's a terrible writer. And I'm still kind of mad about this. She's a terrible <laughs> writer. And she has been published in the New York Times twice. Ew. Twice. I'm very angry about that for the record. Come on, New York Times, <laughs> you call to fix me. That. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's like, but she was, you know, there are a lot of woo mongers out there, but she was getting a lot of media attention. And she, it was like, you know, she was, she was pulling an Icarus. She flew a little too close to the sun. <laughs> she wanted to be famous. And yeah. that was, and she was getting her message out there in the mainstream and it was just being accepted. And there's the, and that there lied the crux of the issue is that she was out there everywhere and being, she was on CNN for fuck's sake. I'm like, this is, this is a bit of a problem. And that's why she was being called out so hard mm-hmm. by the skeptic community is that it was very transparent that she was using this as a money making operation. And her, her method of doing this was very easy to call out. So a lot, like I wasn't the first one who called it out. And I'll say this time and again, because a lot of people have said that, you know, I'm trying to take credit for other skeptics work. I'm like, no, I'm, I, I just happened to be the one that people paid attention to when I said it. Um, and I think it's the swearing. Say fuck, people will listen. Um, but you know, it's like there, there are a lot of other journalists who called her out too. I just happened to be the one that, you know, that cracked the public's uh, perception, uh, that, you know, there was something wrong with what she was saying. And I think it's just, you know, be funny and people will listen. Yeah. Uh, but that was, you know, I, I wrote an article that people listened to when it came to Vani Hari. And that was, you know, it was about after about seven months of writing about her on my blog and it was, it was, you know, thanks to one editor at Gawker that reached out and said, uh, the, her email to me literally said, I love you possibly more than I hate the food, babe. I'm like, <laughs> I like you. And, nice. uh, and it's, she, uh, she told me, I found out later, she found me by Googling food, babe and takedown. Okay. And oh, nice. that was, that was how she found my blog. And I've been writing with her everywhere that she's been, she's worked as an editor ever since. So that's, uh, that was how that came to be. And it's, it was really surprising because I, uh, I had left my, my job as a chemist to start kind of trying to turn this into a full-time thing. And that launched it all. Like I got a book deal off of that. I've been, Mm. uh, you know, I'm still in the editing process for that right now. Uh, and I've been, you know, working steadily as a writer and public speaker for, you know, for science and, and, you know, trying to, you know, just doing doing the skeptic thing and the and the you know speaker for science full time. So that's and that that's how it all started with a headache. <laughs> <laughs> it so. all started with a headache and Vanny Hari being the actual shill that I'm sure you're accused yeah. of being. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's and I keep telling people this. It's like, look, if I were a shill one day, like I would, if I really wanted to just make money. One day I would see the light. I would, the Lord <laughs> Jesus would come down upon me <laughs> and touch me. He would touch my soul with his organic goodness. I would see the light. I would preach it. I would preach it, Brother Dan. I would preach it. I would tell you, I would tell you to buy into the biodynamic goodness of the organic kale and quinoa. I would tell you, Brother Dan, I would tell you, Brother Dan, that you need to buy into organic and you would buy it and it would be good for my paycheck. I mean, don't... Oh, 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 my God. You need to give a talk 
in that voice <laughs> at the next I, at the next con for sure. Oh, I'm. I mean, I'm going to be speaking at AA Con. Like, I I think <laughs> that David Silverman might murder me if I do that. <laughs> but it's I I don't I don't know if that would be culturally appropriative or not. But it, well, it it'd be. But that at least funny. needs to be a YouTube video. Just get a little pulpit there, yeah. get a green screen behind it's, you, and put the church oh, behind no. you, and go to town. It's, Dave's a really I, nice I'm, guy. I think if you talk to him, he he might he might be on board with that. I'll I'll see if I can if I can sneak in. Uh, if I if he'll let me do a ten minute uh, thing at like for nighttime okay. entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, like, right. Be like, I've been um, you know the life of a shill. I uh, seeing the light or something like that. <laughs> but it's like I. I, you know, it's, I, but I've, I've said this a few times whenever I get a shill accusation. I'm like, motherfucker, look, like <laughs> the, I, I have struggled to like when this thing first took off, I struggled to make ends meet. I char, like my, my, you know, it's my, at one point when we didn't, like I was already getting shill accusations and like I, I hadn't made a cent off of this. Um, you know, other than like a literally a $50 speaking fee that I didn't even know I was going to get. And, um, one of, one of my friends who had asked me to come speak was like, here's $50. It's all we can give you. But I was like, Hey, cool. Like I didn't realize they were going to pay me anything. Mm -hmm. That was long. That was long before I'd made anything off of this. And I was already getting shill accusations. Like I, I've, I say this every few months. I'm like, if I were to start shilling for anything like because they, we've seen people want bullshit like they yeah. want the comforting narrative that goes along with it like because that thought that you can treat everything in your life with green juice and with nature that is so much more comforting than take this drug that you have no idea how it works doctors aren't quite sure how it works but hey we've seen We've kind of seen it work. Take that yeah. instead. Like that is not a comforting narrative at all. Science doesn't sound comforting. It's if you don't know how it works, if you're not trained in it, nature sounds comforting as fuck though, doesn't it? <laughs> Here, take these pine needles. It gets rid of everything in your system. Cool. I'll sure. do that. Like, and I mean, that's like, that's part of the reason why. And I mean, I was talking to a few of my, you know, of my fitness trainer friends for this article I'm working on on Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like, why does Gwyneth sell and it's my my friend alex beata he is he the, the man lifts amounts of weights that makes wolverine blush okay <laughs> and it's it's i mean literally he can he can deadlift 700 pounds i'm like holy wow. shit the guy if i ever need my if i ever need a smart car moved i'm calling alex <laughs> uh it's and he's he said he's like the reason why uh, people like Gwyneth Paltrow and her partner, uh, her business partner slash trainer, Tracy Anderson, uh, sell is because they don't sound snarky. They sound like they're on your side and they sound like they're, you know, they're going to help you with something that, you know, that works and they don't reach out. They don't have any of that condescension. Like I have science. I'm better than yeah. you. They sound like they just kind of figured something out that works. They're folksy. And it's. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, science does kind of sound condescending at times. If you don't find a way to reach people with science in, in a tone that works. And I always say, I try to reach people where they are. Like, that's why I write in Cosmo. That's why I write mm. with a lot of humor. Because pe you know what people like? Dick jokes. <laughs> like, True. I mean, yeah. It's and, like, and I, farts. I, we've oh, got, yeah, a, we've got a show for the last three years based on dick jokes. Hmm. <laughs> and this is this is this is why this is why we're new best friends. I'm just saying. Hey, it's anyone like, who swallows before responding after we say dick jokes is a friend of our show. It's, I, I I mean I was I was just having a sip of of, of, of fluids, but still I'll, I I think 
I think it should be mandatory to swallow before telling a dick joke now. I think that's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's that I, sh- I'm just going to claim that I meant to do that one. There we go. That's better for comic timing. Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real A Theology, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Hey, everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist... A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. But yeah, it's like, I, I think that scientists, when they're attempting to reach out, need to do, to remember to do a few things. Uh, one is that you, sh- we need to remember to speak in English, not in the language of science. Like there was, mm-hmm. and that, that's so important. Like people shouldn't feel like they have to, uh, look up vocabulary words in order to understand what you're talking about. Right. And that's, this is something I've seen some science communicators who I, who I love. I love them as people, but I think they need to understand where their fatal flaw is sometimes. Like, if, and this is, it's, it's this thing that SciComm people, they, they want you to know that they know this big fancy word. I'm like, that, yeah. that's nice. I, I, I'm like, I'm glad you know a word. Good for you. I know a lot of words too. I went, I have a master's <laughs> in, I have a master's in knowing these words. I, th- but this does not help my audience yeah. feel like they understand the subject. It doesn't make them feel empowered. It doesn't make them feel smarter. It doesn't make them feel closer to the science at all. What people need to do is walk away from an article feeling like they're more comfortable with the subject, feeling like the science isn't scary anymore. So if you throw in a bunch of like, of, of, you know, of 50 cent words, uh, then they're going to walk away going that number one, that writer's a prick. Uh, <laughs> number two, <laughs> science sucks because I don't know anything else. So write in a language that a, I'd like to say that a smart, interested 15 year old will understand. Hmm. And that is the, and write in something that, and write, something interesting so like this is why i say i love crack.com it's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. uh websites because even if i'm not interested in the subject matter before i read an article on there i will i'll like i love i'll love everything that i read on there because they make the articles entertaining if you write an entertaining article then the subject matter is going to be entertaining uh for the reader so that's kind of what i try to do with my articles is the science like the science is almost secondary to the jokes. And I mean, it's like you can kind of weave them together so that people are going to love both the science and the writing. And that's how you make people get interested in the science is you make the, the, the subject and you make the personality behind it interesting and relatable. That's why I like and Neil that, deGrasse Tyson that, so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he's, he's one guy that's a very good job of he'll say the big word and say the big thing, but then go, okay, now I'm going to say it again. So you can understand what I'm talking about more yeah, so clearly. It's accessible. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
it's, he's accessible to scientists and he's accessible to people who are, you know, 13 and going, all right, I think the sky is pretty what's happening in the yeah. sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a cosmologist. I'm not an astrophysicist. I have astrophysicist friends who make me not feel so dumb about astrophysics. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I barely know anything about astrophysics, but Neil deGrasse Tyson makes me want to know more yeah. about it. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about it is that a good science communicator makes you feel feel smarter and more passionate about a subject than you did you know 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. and and neil gives it that touch of magic and that touch of funny and that's yeah. that's exactly what you want from a good person and i i'm just i i feel like i'm just somebody telling dick jokes half the time <laughs> <laughs> like it's like if i can get that touch of magic from neil it's like please please reach please reach out with your 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 magic and make me you know a little bit more magical at this but i'm i'm just for now i'm just i'm just flailing with dick jokes that's all i got <laughs> that'll be the name of my podcast one day flailing with dick jokes um but but no he's a it's and that's that's the thing is like he he makes people feel inspired by science yeah. i think that's the uh that's the beautiful thing about it and science needs that it needs people that it needs uh uh, people that make, uh, non-scientists, uh, see there, there's beauty in this and there's more than just, you know, numbers and flashing lights. There's something, uh, there, there's something inspiring and beautiful in it. And that's so, so wonderful about it. Oh yeah. He's, so. he's always so enthusiastic. Like he just gets people yeah. charged up. Like you can, you can go and hear Neil deGrasse Tyson talk or even just watch him on a show. And he's so fucking entertaining and exciting and in love with what he does that it makes oh, yeah. everybody else feel that way too. Yeah. And they get excited about it. Yep. If there's, you, you never feel for a moment that Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson has ever had a day where he's like, fuck it. I don't want to do science today. <laughs> right. That sucks. <laughs> like, and that's, that's wonderful. And it's like, it's, I, and it's funny because I've, I've kind of switching gears for a quick moment. I, I wonder when the woo artists, uh, have started kind of attempting badly, uh, to science, have they ever, like, I, I don't think they've ever, uh, cause like they, they try to present what they do as science, uh, without ever subjecting their, their bullshit to the hard, uh, the hard rigors that science have to go through. I wonder if any of them have ever, like, a lot of them have not gone through what we, uh, as scientists go through with our research. And it's like, I, I wonder if we could ever, like, push them through, like bring them through a science class, show them here's what the research process actually is. If they would ever have an aha moment like that, where they go, Oh, this is how science really works. It's months of research, years of research sometimes before you ever actually see uh, the value of your work uh, pan out. I wonder about that. Like it seems to me that too many people are just in it for the easy answer, right? I mean, that's what they get with religion. That's what they get with bullshit talking points on the right. They just want, they want to think that they know they have the answer. They don't want to, they don't want to have to put all these qualifiers on anything they say that scientists have to use all the time, you know, like, oh, our best estimate or based on the things that we know so far, this is what we think, or this is, you know, our, our current hypothesis. They don't, they don't want any hemming and hawing and half, half answers for anything. They want to know something and they want to know it right now. And it has to be cool. something that they can, you know, put on their little notepad and stick it to their forehead. And I think they also use the science out of context as well, as far as with saying, oh, well, this has this chemical in it. And they say that's bad for you. And now that has the same chemical in it. So that's must be killing you, like with the anti-vaccine. Subway and- sandwiches have yoga mat stuff in them. Yeah. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Yoga's oh, bad. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, it's well, well, it is, but still, no, I can't, I, I can't, no, no, I like yoga. I like it's for all the, uh, for all the jokes I make about ha- putting hashtag namaste and everything. I kind of like yoga, but moving on. No, it's, I think, I, I, I think that uh, it, it, people don't understand what science is or how the, the research process on things work. Cause I think people think, uh, that science, like if you ask a non-scientist what science is and you ask a scientist what science is, you get two very different answers. Like, and I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be doing this at the March for Science because I'm going to be speaking at the March for Science, Kansas City. Awesome. Uh, and, and it's, I, uh, for one of the places I write for, they ask, do you want to do something for us at the March for Science? I'm like, yes. Um, I'm going to be, uh, walking around with, a, uh, with a, uh, a, uh my, probably just my iPhone, uh, seven on a, uh, you know, on a selfie stick because it's the easiest way to do these types of interviews and just ask people, you know, kind of, you know, man on the street type questions. And I'm going to ask, what do you think science is? Uh, do you think GMOs are good or bad? Do you think climate change is real? Uh, you know, and those types of questions and see what people think. And I, and I'm going to ask them, what do you do? for work too and i want to see what the answers are based on uh you know based on what people's professions are how people think about science and if the answers are consistent uh you know from you know from if scientists are pro gmo anti gmo if um non scientists are pro gmo anti gmo but if they're you know if like if people across the board are supportive of one type of science, but not another. Um, but, you know, back to the, the, back to the thing that I brought up and interrupted myself on because I'm good <laughs> like that. Um, but it's, I, if you ask a scientist, uh, what science is, they'll tell you it's a, it's a means by which we observe, we make, uh, 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 uh readily available or apparent observations about the universe, um, so that we can make predictions based on those observations or, you know, something along those lines. It's a, mm. it's a means by which we can better understand the universe. If you ask a non-scientist, I think you'll get the answer. Uh, you'll get a list of subjects, you know, you'll, you'll get, chemistry biology you'll get you'll get the subjects not the method and i think that's that's where there's a you know the start of the disconnect between scientists and non-scientists and i I also think it's weird that i refer to people as scientists and non-scientists because you don't refer to people as plumbers (laughs) and non like what have you ever called someone a maybe plumbers do you know you know maybe plumbers do that not not enough crap I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I, Mormons I, I, do I, that. It's, it's, you, you guys live in Utah. I don't know. I've never, uh, it's, I, I, I've yet to hang out with, with a, a giant group of Mormons, but yeah. I'm sure I've heard they're nice. I've heard that Mormons mm. are, are, are generally nice people. Yeah. It's, you know, if you're in a dark alley late at night, you could do worse than, than accidentally running into a group of Mormons. Sure. But, this is true. Yeah. But, but then yeah, again, but they might want a 10th wife. <laughs> It's then again, why the oh, true. It's and I think you'd make a lovely 10th wife. Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, by and large, Mormons are, are nice people, they're very passive aggressive. Yeah, which really, I mean, if you're going to be any kind of aggressive, passive is the best kind, I guess. It's I prefer active aggressive, but then again, that's yeah. just because I. That, that's just because I grew up with my mom for a mom, and I'm just high. I've had enough passive aggressive in my life. Let's change it up. Right. So. Hi, this is Michelle Short. And this is Stu DeHaan. And we're the co-chapter heads of the Satanic Temple in Arizona. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. For cool Satan swag, please visit the website shopsatan.com. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. You know, a couple years ago, I debated a guy who insists that the Earth is 6,000 years old. 
that's completely wrong. That's obviously wrong. And the way we know it is wrong was a centuries was a result of centuries of study. People found layers of rocks, figured out where the layers came from. People found radioactive elements which chemically substitute into certain crystals for an exchange like rubidium and strontium substitute for potassium and calcium and uh, argon and so on. And these, this led us to an understanding of the age of the earth. So if you have a belief system that is incompatible with modern geology, the really the problem is for the person trying to argue the earth is extraordinarily young, not for the people who have studied the world around us and understand it. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. So what took you from being a nice Catholic girl to, to being an atheist? Well, clearly uh, because was, her father was such was a, <laughs> gave her such negative no, emotions about it that no, she was hurt oh, no, 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 and no. left the no, church. That was, <laughs> no, oh, no that's, that's why I was a theater major, because Daddy didn't hug me enough. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I tell that story every time, and some people are like, oh, she's joking, and some people are like, let's see if we can spot the sadness in her eyes. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's true. Um, but the... Uh, Let's see. The, uh, the reason why, the, the, I mean, I'd already kind of started switching over to like spiritual, but not religious, you know, that mm. thing that everyone does in college after they've had one too many one night stands. <laughs> uh, but like Jesus won't accept me, but I'm sure somebody in heaven will. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, the, uh, what happened? Uh, I was in grad school and my friend Marty, uh, was a Scottish playwright and, after and we were hanging at, at his i went to grad school in england as one does hmm. uh and we were at his place in london and he was after he'd smoked heroin in front of me hmm. uh he started really as, as again as one does i, I promise yeah. i didn't yeah you had a um, real marty party <laughs> that's oh yeah and he uh after after he had you know finished smoking heroin again as one does he uh he started questioning me on this god that i believed in and started like really fucking hammering away at me uh and the whole rule about don't be a dick don't be a dick on the internet but be a dick in person uh and he <laughs> he started just hammering the fuck away at questions and asking what does god look like where does god live what's this heaven place like does it even how can you believe in all this stuff and ha base your life decisions on it and not know a not have a clue about what any of it's like and i'm like Holy shit. He's, he's right. So a night of my friends smoking heroin in front of me and asking me a bunch of questions started to just fucking unravel my beliefs. So, uh, yeah, that's so that the Socratic method. Well, I was going to say heroin yeah. killed God for you. Yeah, my my friend smoking heroin. Yeah. I did not smoke. Well, heroin it was it was, it was his it was his thoughts while on heroin that killed. Yes. So, yep. And I mean, I, at the time, I didn't, I had no idea what he was smoking because I was so, I, like, later on he told me naive. it was heroin. I, I thought that it was perhaps, like, I, I had no idea that this white powdery substance was heroin because I was just so, it, like, in retrospect, like, I should have realized that was what was going on. But, like, I didn't realize that somebody would just fucking smoke heroin in front of you. Like, that's not a thing that nice girls who are... <laughs> That's not a thing that happens to nice girls who are valedictorians of their high school class have happen in front of them when they're visiting their friend in London. Like that, that's not, that's not how that goes. That's, those are not things that are supposed to happen to me. Um, you should have watched but, train spotting before going. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, so my friend smoked heroin in front of me, and I no longer believe in God. Uh, that's the uh, the short version of that story. That's but, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like, and I, I love telling this story now because it's like, as you know, some people have you know like these like long spiritual awakenings or they're like, I saw African children suffering and I no longer believe I'm like, no, a friend smoked heroin and asked me some <laughs> questions that I couldn't answer. But it's, <laughs> you know, like I'm glad he did because it's like, it's, I, I, I look at that and go, there's, you know, like a lot of different people can find uh, a, you know, a big truth out a bunch of different ways. And it's, for me, it was, for me, it was a Scottish playwright fucking smoking <laughs> up and, and just hammering away at my brain. Uh, but it's, I, I think if I'd known at the time that he was on heroin, <laughs> it, uh, you might have questioned I, it. Yeah, I, I might have, you know, I might have dug my heels in and been like, this, this guy's just high. Fuck that. Like, but <laughs> it's, uh, not knowing, uh, how out of it he was, uh, probably helped. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, and he was, it's, and it's, yeah, that was, I, it's, as I like to say, I don't recommend heroin, but I'm okay with what it's done for my record collection. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, yeah, he was, it, it was inter- interesting night, uh, and yeah, that was that's that's how I became a uh, that's how I became a non-believer. And it, the other thing is, um, for a while, I kind of would call myself agnostic, um, mm. and then I think it was actually reading uh, Dawkins' The God Delusion that kind of I think pushed mm. me over into being comfortable saying the word atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that took a little bit of time. Like I'm not I'm not a huge like Dawkins fangirl, but I'm really uh, glad for for like the the slow bit of conversion that that pushed me over into after reading the god delusion mm-hmm. so yeah that was yeah that, that, was, w- that. that was a good one um so switching gears a little bit here you you mentioned dawkins book and and that kind of helping you help helping to push you along the lines of atheism uh and earlier you mentioned that you're writing a book what is your book going to be about Oh, it's, uh, my, my guide to bullshit detection. Uh, <laughs> awesome. so it is like, and right now it's in the middle of the editing process and I've learned something about writing a book. Make sure that your editor is not leaving the company when you oh. sign on to a book. Yikes. Uh, cause that will, that will change the, uh, the tone of the book quite a bit midway through. Uh, so that's been, it's, it's held up the, uh, like it's, it's held up the publication date a little bit and we've had to figure out, we've had to do a tone change on it a little bit. So right now I'm in the middle of restructuring it a little. Uh, but it's, it's kind of, here's how to detect bullshit in a bunch of different fields. So there's, you know, a chapter on GMOs, chapter on big pharma, um, a chapter on how to, how to understand how different diets work. Um, and it's like, originally it was, you know, a, a, you know, different questions to figure out how, if something is bullshit. Now it's similar content, but packaged differently. Um, so it's like going to be before writing it. I did not understand how big of a task writing a fucking book was, uh, especially, <laughs> Especially because I set out to write it right after my thing went viral, and I did not understand how busy life was right after you went viral. At one point, I think I took fourteen flights in six weeks. Wow! Um, and two two of them, one of them was to Australia for for a two week um, like for a two week speaking tour. One was to France for another business trip. Like I, I it's at, at the end of that, I got the I got bitch slapped with the worst cold I've ever had, <laughs> and it's like. I, it's, and I mean, and, and through all this, I had to be writing a book. Like I, you know, so the, uh, and, you know, turned in the first draft, 
nine months later, I get the first letter back from my editor. Oh. Um, and this was, and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with the book. It was that my first editor left the company because they were having some turnover. Um, so it was just sitting there waiting. Yeah. So I, you know, it's like if I'd known any of the, uh, you know, any, any of the issues that they had with it earlier, I could have gotten to work on, you know, new bits of, uh, on new bits of editing. Um, but they, uh, they, it's, yeah, they had a huge amount of turnover in the department that, uh, signed my, uh, or in the division that signed my book. Um, and that held up the publication by over a year. So it's been, it's been hard to work with that when, uh, like I, like I said, I knew nothing about publishing. Um, and that, that made it a little bit, uh, difficult to get the book out, but I, you know, it's like, wrote the first draft, sent it in, waited nine months yeah. because they had so much turnover in the division that I was signed to. But I'm I'm gonna be I'm really excited about it. It should be out by spring of next year. Um and it I don't know if they're gonna keep the original title that I was contracted to, but it's uh Cybe for now of Cybabe's Ten Rules to BS Detection. I don't know if it's gonna keep that title or not. Uh, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that's what it says. Yeah. Cause I think it's a, I think it's a catchy title. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, God. and it, it ties into your, uh, stated, your stated goal of just teaching people how to think more critically. Yeah. And it's like, I want people to be able to like, like my, my goal is that by the end of reading it, people will be able to look at a package on a shelf and go, ah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This seems kind of evidence-based. All right. I, you know, this is worth the money or not. And like, that's, and I mean, it's, it's kind of like whenever I, I do a talk called Cybabe's 10 Rules to BS Detection, that's kind of based on the same thing. And it's like, I start off by, you know, with a, you know, with a, a little, uh, a meme that's, you know, here's a thing, of, like, you know, that I just found floating on the internet. And I could basically do open with any, almost any bullshit meme. And it's kind of, here's a thing of essential oils. And here's a list of things that are next to it. And like, I'll just break down all of the bullshit on it. And it's like, Look, you know, when I started my site, I would debunk every last thing, you know, and I would look for any proof that any of it was right. Like it's uh, and I, you know, the the mean that I chose when I started this talk was one. It was a thing of lemongrass oil uh, and it had a bunch of words next to the lemongrass oil. And like one of the words is salmonella. I'm like, Ugh. Does it, does it cure salmonella or does or it make it you. grow? <laughs> like it says, you know, it says regenerative tissue. I'm like, does it, why aren't, why aren't we giving it to amputees? Yeah. Does it make you grow a limb? Like it says help circulation. I'm like, what's the dosage for if you have a heart blockage? <laughs> and you know, and, and like, you know, I go through line by line and cross it out for the talk. And I say, you know, after it, and I used to debunk every single thing I saw piecemeal. And this is, you know, I, and I figured there had to be a better way because after debunking with carefully cited sources, I figured out this just makes things smell like lemons and maybe a little bit of grass. Uh, and <laughs> I wanted, I wanted people to be able to look at something like this and have their bullshit detectors on and know that something like this, if they want to purchase it because it smells good, that's fine, but don't spend extra money because they think it's going to kill salmonella. So how do you figure out when things on the internet are, you know, and I, you know, work at a lot of other funny stuff into there, uh, you know, talking about the fact that everything on the internet is true, attributed to Abraham Lincoln, ha ha ha. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like find ways to keep the funny flowing, um, and find ways to get people to think about, you know, what they're looking at on the internet. Um, and it's like, it's really geared towards this new strange age of internet, um, marketing of bullshit, uh, while, you know, while working on, on science and working on, um, 
and making sure that people understand what a reputable source is, uh, how to vet things that look like reputable sources, but aren't, uh, but, but are, you know, pay for play journals, that type of stuff. And I really want people to understand, uh, what a, what burden of proof is in science. And it's, it's heavy, but you know, it's kept light with a lot of dick jokes. So that's, <laughs> like I said, dick jokes, man. It's, it's, it's all about the Zelda baby. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Dick jokes so. and plain Zelda. That's how you write a book. Oh yeah, it's that's that's how you stay sane while writing a book. That's whew, That's that'll that'll get you that'll get you through a lot of life. And probably helps with the headaches. It's, <laughs> it's that it's there 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 are ways to survive headaches, and it's it, it's um, according to Gwyneth Paltrow, it involves a jade egg in your yoni oh. or a goat milk cleanse. Mm. She just she. She just did a goat's milk cleanse. Raw, right? Raw goat's milk. Raw goat's milk cleanse. Now, the, what I loved about this is that raw milk... Now, raw milk only accounts for about 1% of the milk in our dairy supply. For and good reason. Spon- yeah, I thought, <laughs> yes. her, I thought her body didn't like to digest that stuff. It's well, no, Your body digests it about the same way. However... Then you got to um, get the lemongrass to fight the salmonella yeah, and all exa- that. <laughs> exactly. It's, we, just, we just don't have enough lemongrass to go around. Uh, but... The problem is that for that, for it only being one percent of the uh, of of the dairy in the in the dairy supply, it accounts for about eighty percent of the foodborne illness uh, Ooh, yeah, in the yeah. dairy supply. Yeah. That's that's a little bit of a disproportional fuckery uh, yeah. uh, that we have going on. Uh, and here's the thing: the reason that she was doing a goat milk uh, cleanse is because some stupid fucking uh, alternative medicine practitioner told her that she had. A parasite causing all of her symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like, is is one of the symptoms having so much money that you're bored? Like, because <laughs> I can help. <laughs> I just figured but, it was right? easier to get underneath of and suckle the teat. Yeah, that underneath I think a goat. Yeah, it's, it's closer to the ground. I have oh, a friend okay. with goats. I can. I have a friend with goats. I can hook you up. Like, <laughs> I mean, but, Ryan's, but Ryan's it, wearing a shirt with a goat on it right uh, now. Well, it's, we, yeah. can, we can get on this. We can. We, we can. So we can. We can make something happen. But if it's good for Gwyneth, it's good for me. I, I, there we. There we. Do you have a yoni into which we can put a jade egg? <laughs> um, yeah. He, he doesn't like him. At, he doesn't like him that young. He prefers little peckers. <laughs> oh, um, whoa! <laughs> or full-grown cocks, maybe. I am not Catholic. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Anyways, so here's here is here is. Uh, oh dear. So here here is here is here is the uh, the fun uh, part of this. So one of the infections you can possibly get from um right so so Gwyneth Paltrow was doing this because she wanted to clean parasites out of her system one of the parasites that was listed that she was told she had was giardia want to know what one of the infections you can get from raw goat's milk is giardia (laughs) (laughs) bang good job Gwyneth I mean how did she get giardia in the first place she didn't have it ah there we go oh well maybe she was just trying to do like a homeopathic remedy you know where if you take small amounts of the giardia (laughs) it will affect eventually get rid of the giardia see i I thought i had giardia at one time because i couldn't stop shitting for three weeks (laughs) my my other theory is that Gwyneth Paltrow is just trolling us Hmm. Like she just wants to see how mad we're gonna get at like all of her fuckery. You know, sometimes. I don't know why I'm- well, I I wonder about that sometimes too because honestly, what has Gwyneth Paltrow done lately as far as movies and being in the limelight? Um, like uh, her boyfriend's hot. Like, so she's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but she's. I don't pay attention her. to that. 
you know what? She's she's 44 and she has better abs than me, so good for her. She probably um, has better abs than all three of us too. It's I I mean that's that's an accomplished. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, like so then it's working. Yeah. It's I'm trying. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All stuff it means is working. The cl- <laughs> it's like, but here, here's the one thing that I don't well, get with all these people that are always on a new diet. Like, why? Like, at a, every single time she's on a new diet or a new cleanse, she always says it makes me feel incredible. It's like, didn't the last one make you yeah. feel incredible too? Like, <laughs> intelligent. When did, when, when did you ever feel like shit that you needed this new mm. diet? Like, either like, and it's. Like, cause I've been, I've read way too much about Gwyneth Paltrow in the last few days. Like, I've become a Paltro, <laughs> I, I've become a Paltrovian or something. Like, 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 like a few Sounds years majestic. ago, I. Gwyneth is your uh, Paltronus? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, hey. It's that's <laughs> when I, yeah, when, when one day I have to wave my webs, wave my magic wand and have something scare off the Dementors, it's going to be Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> shoot out of my wand. It's. And then, and then an egg is going to shoot out of her vagina yeah. and scare it off. That's that's it's the order like... of operations right there. Oh my god! But she's a. But it's like she, the I like at the root of Paltrow. Like I think she's. Uh, I, I think she believes in all of her bullshit. Like there are some of the bullshit artists that like you know they're trying to make a buck. Like I think she genuinely is trying to seek something that will make her feel good but i also think that she just needs to maybe possibly fucking just eat a little more like because i think yeah yeah, i think bacon would make her feel fucking fantastic like (laughs) and i'm not saying this to skinny shame like as much as that might sound like it but like a few one of her diets like she's gone on the master cleanse one that's literally just lemons maple syrup and cayenne pepper and that literally landed her in the she's been on a few that have said that She's been on a couple that she's reported have made her hallucinate. Yeah, that's because of caloric deprivation, Gwynny. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's, she's been on a few that are known to be incredibly low calorie. She look, and I mean, I, I get it. Don't, uh, I'm not her doctor. I've always said it's dangerous to, you know, make, uh, assumptions based on looking at someone, but she, she looks, uh, you know, when somebody has Emaciated. their collarbones mm-hmm. jutting out, like, if I had to guess at her BMI, it's, it looks like she's underweight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, that's just, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. Like it's, if somebody always, she says she always feels run down. Yeah. Eat a little bit more. You're, you're you regularly reporting that. Yeah. She's like she's, she regularly reports that she feels run down. It's always hunting yeah. for a diet that won't make her feel run down. Yeah. It's called calories. Mm-hmm. They yeah. make you feel less run down. Yeah. That's me. That's what I was thinking. I was wondering why she was complaining about Giardia. Like that's not that different of a cleanse than what she's already been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just keep it. Oh, it's geez. true. You know, blog about that one. Oh, I lost fifteen it's pounds. Just, <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just by by shitting my brains out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's like I, I guess. Well, detoxes are basically just white girl for diarrhea. So, it's, <laughs> but I didn't go on a goat milk cleanse. I got antibiotics. Oh man, that's that's all you. That's all you need. Oh my god, she's. I, I, st- I stopped shitting. <laughs> you, you don't need to stop. You just need to shit like the right about. Yeah, and not liquid. Yeah, you don't need to stop altogether. It's right. like you just need to pee out the correct hole, and you'll be fine. <laughs> True. You know <laughs> what I'm talking nice. about. I'm not the only one who refers to diarrhea as peeing out of my butt yeah. hole. Oh yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's. I just. I, it's just nobody ever taught me cooth, and that's how. That's how I got this mouth. Well, I think I drank cold water, and my butthole got cold. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> just passed straight oh, through. Like I didn't even have time to what? warm up in the body. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Well, so we've got <laughs> we've got uh, some some questions from our listeners that they sent. Oh dear. In. Uh, uh, the the first one comes oh. to us from Andrew Vodopich. He says oh. that I'd be curious to hear her take on Dr. Joel Furman's nutritional advice and books. I was oh, really boy. into it back in my less skeptical days. He doesn't seem to be one of the dangerous diet diet gurus, but looking back, However. I've become very skeptical of some of his claims. Have you? And so, I hadn't ever heard of Joel Furman before. Oh, oh, I have. Um, so Furman, uh, is, he's the guy who is like, he's a lot of his stuff is like, do everything plant based. And like, if you follow Furman's, uh, and I, I don't know all of the stuff in Furman's, uh, dietary, uh, fuckery a lot of it. I'm, yeah, I know I'm, he's I'm big into as, micronutrients that you need to eat foods with that are rich in micronutrients. Yeah. He's, I mean, I, I know that he designed a lot of the diet that, uh, Pendulette lost a lot of weight on um last uh a couple of years ago um and he uh like some of uh some of his stuff makes sense like he calls it like the the nutritarian uh diet and it's like some of you know some of his stuff isn't bad like you'll you know you'll lose weight and you'll stay uh you know healthy on that most people will stay you know healthy on his diet However, um, he's like, when he pushes like the, you know, the eating for the micronutrient thing, you don't have to, like, that's the, the biggest, uh, crux with it. Like he, I think he, he misses the, you know, the bigger picture in, um, in attempt to get you to live on, as he calls it, the micronutrient rich, uh, diet. Um, and that's, and that's kind of a, a bit of an issue. Like he call, he says you have to eat all whole foods and that's kind of, that's a bit of an issue for, uh, for me because I always say you can, uh, you know, you can eat almost anything in moderation and you'll be fine. Um, like y- yes, you should for about 80% of your diet eat, you know, whole, I, and I, I hate to use that term whole foods. Yeah. Um, but like, you should, you know, yes, you should live on, you know, mainly like about give or take. And this, for whatever reason, we always see like the 80 20 rule seems to apply to so many things in life. Um, but you should live about 80% of your diet on, you know, fresh fruits, vegetables, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, you know, lean protein, whether that's in plant or, uh, or, 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 or um, bacon. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I, I, I saw something. So I, I looked into him a little bit and I saw something about him being basically a, a fruititarian and oh, saying Jesus. that he, I saw something that said that he, he recommended that you eat two pounds of oh my God. fruits and vegetables per day. Half it's, of that I being, mean, half of that being raw. raw and half of it being cooked. And it's, I mean, I've heard, I've heard that before. And yeah, you know, that can work for some people. However, like I, I always say he's, and I mean, he's, I don't believe his background is, uh, and I mean, I'm just looking at his educational background right now. He's not a, uh, a dietitian. This diet isn't appropriate for everyone. And I mean, I don't, I'm not a dietitian either, but I also consult with dietitians on a regular basis when I'm writing, uh, my, my blogs and what I'm writing about nutrition. 
that diet isn't appropriate for everyone. Some people can't handle that much fiber in their diet. Uh, some people have, uh, there's a condition called short bowel disorder where some people either are born with an excessively short, uh, lower intestine, uh, and they, they like having that much fiber would literally impede their, uh, their absorption to the point where they would waste away, uh, and not, and starve to death while eating a ton. Uh, and I, I have a friend with that disorder and she almost died, um, from trying to eat what would be for most people an incredibly healthy diet. Uh, and it's, she ended up in the hospital on IV nutrition, eating 6,000 calories a day wow. to try to gain weight back. Oh, wow. uh, she's health. Yeah. She's perfectly healthy now. It's just, there's a very weird random list of things she can't eat. Um, people with Crohn's disease mm-hmm. couldn't eat this because of the fiber content. Um, and I mean like, but it's, but like saying this diet is a perfect diet for everyone that it shows a lack of, you know, depth in his knowledge about nutrition. Now, on the other hand, that his diet is perfectly healthy for other people, but it's, it's just, it, I like to say it, people like this push a panacea and say this diet works for everything and it doesn't work for everything. Like they'll, you know, it's whenever they go and give talks, they'll say, look, it cures. And I mean, I don't know if he, if he, uh, personally, I said this, but people like Berman will, you know, when, when they do these documentaries, they'll be like, you know, they'll, they'll have somebody come out and say, look, my psoriasis cleared up. Yeah. Look, my eczema went away. And they personally won't say it themselves. Like Berman won't come out and say, look at your, at, at your acne going away, but they'll have somebody else give a testimonial to say, look at all the wonderful things and it'll help them sell a few more books and that type of stuff. So that's kind of the, you know, what we're dealing with with someone like Berman. So yeah, you know, eating more vegetables, really good thing. But, you know, he's invented a little niche, a little, uh, a little kitsch to go along with it, his little nutritarian thing. We all know eating more vegetables is a great fucking idea. Lots of, of, uh, of, you know, fiber heavy vegetables. I have a ton of them in my fridge right now that I eat on a regular basis. You should eat more vegetables, but his reasoning for it and the way he packages it, I don't agree with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's people who like him who seem to try to sell a silver bullet to, to tackle any and all issues that you may have health related that, I mean, that should instantly set off alarm bells for any good skeptic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it could, it could easily, I mean, one of the things he says is that it can, you know, it's, I, I believe one of his books is The End of Diabetes. Yeah, you could probably, uh, treat type 2 diabetes with this for some people. And some people, it depends on how long you've had type 2 for. You might always need a, there are some people who might always need a little bit of insulin, um, to, to supplement, uh, even if you, uh, are able to drastically reduce it. But again, uh, you know, it's, he's, he sells a diet plan as a panacea. And I just, I find that incredibly, yeah. um, Everybody, uh, everybody's body chemistry is different. Yeah. Yep. It's, he's just, he's kind of disingenuine, even if it's, uh, even if he's giving out relatively good advice. So listener Wes Aaron sent us in three different questions. Um, first one, and I'm sure you've heard the name before. I don't know how familiar you are with this person. But he wants to know where does Orin Hatch rate on your dangerous scale? Orin and Hatch. Orin Hatch is Orin Hatch is a politician from here in Utah who oh dear gets all <laughs> kinds of money from MLMs and uh, supplement companies oh, know, here I, in Utah. Oh motherfucker! Like, yeah. DoTerra. I, yeah, I, it's uh, he gets his name from he gets his money from DoTerra. Seriously? 
Yeah, well, a All bunch right. of different MLM companies here in Utah is like MLM capital of the world. Because Utah has zero regulations for those companies. Yeah, and uh, we have a ton of supplement I, companies here. How did I not know all this? Like, cause I've, I've, can, can I just say he sucks and move on with it? Like, sure. I, it's <laughs> like, it's like, I, it's a, it's one of those names that whenever I hear him in the news, I go for fuck's sake. And like, I, it's, I, 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 I wish I knew. It's like, it's one of those things I wish I had more to say on it, but it's like, I just, every time I hear his name, I know it's never attached to anything. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, like that's, so Wes's second question says, what site or sites would you recommend for people looking for real science-based healthy food choices? Um, let's see. Oh, for healthy food choices. Jeez, I wish I had a, uh, I, I should have come with a, a, a decent, um, answer for that. Um, but here's the thing is like, I always say nutrition is really, uh, personal and personalized. Um, but I would like to, uh, recommend uh, that if you want to know more about what you should be eating, you should go to a register, you should ask your doctor for a referral to a registered dietitian. And speak with them to see, uh, what type of shape that you're in. Uh, see, uh, get a, ch- like, number one, go get your, <gasps> please, uh, go to all your regular checkups. Uh, see if you're, you know, what shape you're in. See if you need to, you know, gain, lose, all that good stuff. And go to a registered dietitian and have your diet evaluated, uh, responsibly. Uh, but there, it's, that's, that's what I would recommend because I don't think that getting your uh, your advice for how you should be eating from the internet is the right way to go. No, I think that's fantastic yeah. bit of advice. Uh, his- yeah, and that and that's why I say don't get your advice for eating from the internet because <laughs> that's like that's because no matter what, like there even if even if you find like because I mean you can find good recipes online everywhere, like but there's you know. As for how to eat, like there's, you know, there are a ton of different registered dietitians and they're always going to tell you like, you know, they don't, they can't tell you from, uh, you know, from you feeling like without, you know, without your doctor's evaluation, without personally meeting you, um, what your, um, you know, what your condition is. So please, uh, doctor and registered dietitian. Yeah, so just watch Dr. Oz every day in the morning. <laughs> exactly. That's that is that is precisely what I said. It's, I think I oh else also foodbabe.com, obviously. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. A plus plus highly recommend. Change my life, man. I'm never going back. Just go see your and always always buy organic too. Whew, and kale. Man, I just eat fucking boatloads of kale. I tried. It tastes like shit. It's uh, really good it's, if you put it in raw goat's milk. Oh, it's oh, it and add bacon. Yes, well, I did well, add bacon when yeah. I did make it. I do that when I <laughs> when I wait for my chiropractor. I always oh. like to eat that kale and raw goat's milk. Uh, Wes also wants to know what red flags to watch for when articles are making claims of healthy food or diet options. Do you have any um, that stick out in your mind? It's I, I I think as, as an article starts claiming that they have a healthy food, it's a red flag uh, because and I mean here's the thing it's like we already I hate to say it's this, a superfood yeah superfood's a big one um, if they tell you you can't eat a certain food past a certain age fuck them there's no age limit on a Twinkie um, it's uh, let's see if it, like and I I don't want to hear moralizing on food like there's no evil food out there. Uh, if they talk about a GMO being bad or something being bad because it has salt in it or something being, uh, you know, 
good because it has, you know, certain like things are not intrinsically good or bad because of their, you know, contents of macronutrients. Their things are, are, uh, appropriate for the time, condition, or dietary needs of the eater. Now, in general, things are, you know, better for you. Now, these are broad sweeping generalities. Things are better when they are, you know, higher in fiber and higher in, you know, nutrients than if they are loaded with fats and if they are low in nutrient density. Those are broad sweeping generalities. However, some of us are endurance athletes. Some of us are, um, are, are, you know, are, are going to be, uh, you know, need a higher fat diet. Some of us can't do any fat whatsoever. I mean, it depends. I, I always say, you have to remember that not everyone has the same dietary needs and you have to look like once you start looking at dietary advice from that point of view, everything changes in terms of how you read dietary articles. Like I kind of follow um, a plan called if it fits your macros and it's I, I do uh, I recently started weightlifting and working with a personal trainer and I track literally every last calorie and every last macronutrient that goes into my ma- mouth Now, not not the micronutrients, the macronutrients, the ca- uh, carbs, fats, and proteins. And it's because I'm trying to build muscle. So I have to make sure that I'm getting the you know right quantity of everything. But it means that there's no moralizing on the food. It means that I try to maximize the amount that I can eat by having more vegetables uh, and having more you know lean protein. Uh, but also, if I want to have a cookie, I can have a cookie. I just yeah. have to count for it. But if I have that cookie, it also means that I reduce the amount of uh, the volume of other food. Mm-hmm that I can eat. So there's, I, I think that anytime you see, um, a, uh, a, an article that's telling you that a certain food is, you know, bad for you, it's like, what do you mean bad for me? Do you mean bad for me because it's, you know, it's, it's high in calories. What if I need high calorie food? Uh, what if I'm an endurance athlete? What if, you know, it's like, what if I, you know, just lost 30 pounds because I had a fucking intestinal parasite? Like you don't, you have to remember <laughs> Uh, you know, just like Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, what you know, if I like, went on a goat milk I, cleanse and got Jardia? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's like, but I mean, I think that, I think that every single article about food, uh, in, in our time, and I get it where we are an overweight country in general. Uh, I think every article about food assumes that number one, the, and this is just something I've noticed because I, you know, I, I, I read, uh, I'll read through, um, uh, websites that, that are, um, that, that just, um, that put headlines together to see what the nutrition headlines are. And and in general, the headlines are geared towards women because women do the shopping for the households. And they'll also gear weight loss articles towards women, not men, because men in general will hit the gym and not touch their diet as much. Women try to control their, uh, their, their, uh, weight through diet a little bit more. So it's interesting how they gear those headlines and the, the headlines and the advice are all very specious and they're all, you know, they, in general, they don't give any, uh, any advice above and beyond what people already know, which is, you know, fruits and vegetables, good, uh, you know, 18 cookies a day, pretty bad. Uh, and then some <laughs> of the advices, you know, some of the advice is kind of all over the place. It'll be like, you know, peanut butter, good for you in some situations, bad in others. It's like, look, peanut <laughs> butter has has 200 calories in two tablespoons of it if you want to have some peanut butter have some peanut butter but count it you know make sure you realize what you're eating like it's got it's got some protein it's got some fat it's got some carb 
make sure that like when you have that peanut butter, if you know how many calories you should be taking in in a day, that you accounted for the fact that you had two tablespoons of peanut butter. And there's no morality to that one way or another. It's just, it's simply, the calories simply are, they're innocent. You are a sentient adult making decisions about how you're eating. Make sure you count it. And you can have the cookies, you can have the buttered popcorn at the movie, you can also have vegetables. Make sure you have the vegetables first, and then you can fit in some treats, and you're fine. Okay. I, I think that's all, that's all really great that. advice. Yeah. I never leave room that's, for the vegetables. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what, here's the thing, even if you don't have the vegetables, you can, you can have the treats. Like, just make sure you count them. But I, but, but seriously, have some vegetables. I'll, I'll cut down <laughs> like, my bacon I, strip intake. It's I I just I I I like you. I want you around for a while. So you should eat some vegetables. I think I'm like the best shape in shape person in this room, and I probably eat the most amount of crap food. Yeah, well, you're it's, also I, he's also a firefighter. I, yeah, and he has, okay. he has to work out for his job. It's, I I used to be an I, I was an ultra runner once upon a time. Of course, hmm. it was a few years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm, the last well, listener question that we got is from Vince Eakin, and he wants to know your thoughts on funding cuts to the sciences under the current administration of Lord Dampnut and his daddy. I'm not uh, sure who, the, who his daddy is, but... Oh, it's um, uh, I, Bannon. Uh, is it? That's uh, what I think his daddy oh, okay. would be. I, hmm. think, I, I think Bannon's daddy. I, um, I, can, I, it's, I don't have enough tissues to cry right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, how do I, how do I explain this? Um, I, so science really is hard to fund through private funding. Um, and mm. there are a lot of reasons for that now. Science gets more funding than I think people understand both through university level and through, you know, a, a, and private research associations, uh, from the government. Um, and the NIH will be virtually crippled, um, and all of the wonderful things that we enjoy, a lot of the wonderful things that we enjoy in life will cease to get better, um, if we lose funding from the NIH. Um, the EPA is not just about, you know, climate change. The EPA also, uh, regulates and controls the flow of pesticides that U.S. Uh, firms, uh, places like AMBAC that I used to work, uh, places like Monsanto that I, I get it. Some people don't like, but fuck them. Um, uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Preach it. Thank you. It's, I, I, I went to visit Monsanto and they were wonderful to me. Um, and I mean, it's, I, if you have a chance to, and you're in St. Louis, go, they'll give you a tour. Uh, they'll, they're very public about it. They're very open to the public and they'll, they'll answer all of your questions. Um, so they're transparent. Yeah, exactly. They're completely transparent about uh, everything that they do there. I mean, they're it's like they have proprietary things that they don't want you to see, but yeah, that's every yeah. company ever. Yeah. Um, you know what I love? I love I love that you just came on and said that and didn't even know what our views on Monsanto were. Oh uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll fu- I'm like I'll I'll fucking fight you if you don't like Monsanto. Like I will I will get that is one thing that I will get into the fucking weeds with people on yeah. if they don't like it. I'm like I'm like you don't like Monsanto. Let's get let's get onto the fucking carpet now. Well, uh, well but because this because this comes from the anti science left wing. This and, it's, and I mean it's so but like here let's let me let me finish up my thing on yeah, 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 uh, yeah. On, on the uh, funny thing but like. I don't think when people hear about cuts to the EPA, I don't think they understand in order to keep U.S. businesses that employ a lot of wonderful 
people, our friends, our family, uh, you know, it's, I mean, places like Monsanto have, and especially Monsanto has a hundred percent rating from the human rights campaign in terms of their treatment, uh, and employment of, uh, of, uh, LGBT, uh, employees. Uh, they, uh, have to go through the EPA in order to keep their, their, uh, pesticides registered in other countries. This is how these things work. We have to, and I mean, when, when I worked at Ambacker, remember, in order to keep our, our, the things that we sold to other countries registered there, we have to keep them in stock with the EPA. That's part of how that works. And if we cut funding and cut, uh, jobs at the EPA, that slows down the mm-hmm. flow of traffic and that slows down pesticides that farmers in other country need. They can't be used, I, I believe is how that works, uh, if they're not registered there. It's, it will be illegal to apply them. That will screw up crops in other countries. That will screw up crops here. Do, do we want that? No. Mm-hmm. I hope that people understand the far-reaching implications of what happens when you start cutting people. Now, someone will say, oh, that just won't be the case anymore. You'll be able to use it without registration. No. Because this is, this is why I like, I mean, there are bad regulations. That happens every so often. But if you have a regulation in place saying these things need to be certified to be safe, I like, I like having a heavily regulated environment around pesticides because it guarantee, that way I can guarantee to people without, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt that the pesticides that we're spraying on food that I like to eat too, I can guarantee to people that they've been tested and they're safe. You get rid of that environment. How can I say, how, if you get rid of that regulatory environment, how can I say to people that they're safe anymore? It's, I, I can't. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. We have those regulations now because in the past we've done things to plants and animals and thought, oh, this would be all right. And like, oh, wait, this is not good. Yeah, it's like I, I I think that's that's the lesson is that we've been there before. Yeah. And we got we got smarter about it and we added regulations so that we could be smarter and better. And we're in the the safest environment we've ever been in for for all of us. And for some reason, we think we can just get rid of them. Yeah. And it'll be fine. No, we're, we're here for a reason. And this is, and we're, we're at those points. So yeah, we cut funding. We don't just get rid of research. We get rid of our ability to maintain, uh, the safety that we have now. And I don't know what goes first and I don't know how they're going to manage it. And that horrifies me. So yeah, fuck Lord Damp Nut and the fucking nut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Dan. I, I work with a fucking ignorant, shithead who who is like so fucking right wing that when we got in an argument a while back i said well you get all of your news from fox and he said no i don't i get it from newsmax and i thought that's Uh, worse that's not any better that's worse uh, but let me let me guess did he also did did he did he say the next that he's like well i get some of it from infowars i'm sure he does but yesterday when i was in the office uh, we had a team meeting and my boss said something about, you know, he had been back in DC and they announced all of these cuts to the EPA. And he said the day that they announced those cuts, they had people standing outside the Metro rail stations, uh, from companies in California 
uh, courting people who were leaving the EPA's building saying, Hey, we understand your, your funding has been cut a ton. Come and work for us at this company in California. And this oh fucking God. ignorant shithead that I work with said, Oh yeah, well, it's a good thing they're cutting that. I mean, what a wasteful fucking, he didn't say fucking because he's LDS, but he just said, what a wasteful <laughs> organization that is. I wanted to wow. come across the table and choke the life out of this ignorant fuck because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about for anything politics related. He just, he drives me fucking crazy. Wow. I, I just, it's, I, I don't think when people say these things, I don't, I think either number one, they don't understand all the things that the EPA does or number two, they just don't fucking care. And I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah. I think for like, him, it's, he, it's, he views the EPA as, as that organization that thinks the climate change is real. Am I right? <laughs> oh God. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, I wonder, and I mean, here's the thing, like whenever I try to talk to someone who's that, uh, far gone like i i kind of try to take the uh the the um the, baseball uh, the bat to the from, head <laughs> yes that too but no the uh it's i try to take the position of uh of the governator um which is you know even if you know even if you don't believe climate change is happening which makes you a fucking moron uh you know don't you want clean air what the fuck is yeah. wrong with you i want like yeah. never mind let's i'm not even going to try to convince you what? Why don't you? Why? You know, don't you want a more efficient car? Don't you want a car that uses less gas? Why? Why do you want to pay more for gas? The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like that's. And I mean, here. But here's the one thing that we do have to remember as liberals is that even like electing a liberal for uh, president is not going to magically give us uh, give us enough solar energy, uh, the infrastructure to implement solar tomorrow. No. It just won't happen. It's going to take us a good three decades, at least, at least, before we can switch over to, to renewables. And that's just because, number one, uh, we don't have the, the, the technology yet to be able to do it. Number two, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have our solar capture capability isn't good enough yet. So we need to pour more money into research. And number two, we need to start making the infrastructure to be able to do enough solar capture or figure out if there's another way other than just solar uh, to be able uh, to do all the things we want to uh, with renewables. So yeah, there are other, uh, there, there are reasons why we haven't moved over to other forms of energy other than uh, coal and gas, but we, uh, we're not, we, we can't do it overnight. It's going to take time, but we need to pour a lot of money into research. And I think that, that us liberals need to understand that. And we need to kind of, uh, we need to figure out that the money needs to go not to switching over quite yet, but into more research to make the technology mm -hmm. better. And I, I hope that like, I, I want, I want Republicans to understand that we understand that, uh, so that when we, you know, have those conversations that people understand what page we're on, uh, when we're pushing for, you know, for renewable energy, because like when I tell my, you know, Republican friends, it's like, look, we, when I say we can't switch overnight, they go, Oh, you're one of the good liberals. I'm like, uh, no, uh, it's, it's, I'm, it's, it's, it's like, the no, obvious I'm answer. Like, it's, I'm like, no, that's not like, I'm like, none of my liberal friends think that we're switching overnight. They all know that we can't, we have to do more research because it's not there yet. Like nobody, like the yeah, only but way then we have solar, to get started on it like now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like none of my, none of my other liberal, like the part, the other thing is that, and I mean, we have to look at the economic reality of this is that it will, solar is only going to work 
when it's going to make number one, when it makes somebody money. And number two, when it's cheap enough that it will be that when some hick in uh, in West Virginia, sorry to anyone who's listening from West Virginia, no, fuck uh, is able. <laughs> not, oh, hey, you know, like, hey, let's. let's we just lost let's, 10 let's, listeners. Hey, hey, you know what? Let's let's hey, let you know what? Let's. Let's let's be a little bit better. Let's remember there's a reason why those people voted for Donald Trump. Number one, stupidity, but number two, because they're hurting. <laughs> but because they're they're hurting out there. There was a video. I mean, and they 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 are in economically yeah. fucked times. So I mean, when one day they are able to take all those jobs that were once at a uh, at a horrible. Uh, coal mine mm-hmm. and build a factory out there where they can put together uh, some solar panels at, at a at, at a price at which people can afford them and at a at a price that makes them a good living that will be a wonderful time for them and they'll say coal mine what fuck that place i am making yeah. solar panels and i'm making a better living now and i and i like this why did i ever cry about the coal mine so we have to find a way that we can do that and that's going to be so much better uh, for everyone involved. But you know what? We have to remember that those people are feeling pain too. They made a bad decision based on that pain. But maybe we as liberals need to remember that they're hurting. Like there are towns out there that used to have a hundred thousand people with jobs and they were shitty jobs, but they paid the rent. Oh yeah. I think, I think we, you know, we, we all recognize, at least here in the studio anyway, recognize that they were hurting. But I mean, the number one reason that you stated, and I agree with, <laughs> that they voted for Donald Trump is one because they're stupid, and yeah. and I yeah. I get that. I, I mean, Bernie I, Bernie was available. <laughs> I, I mean, I at least for a time. Yeah, I mean, I understand that they're hurting, but Donald Trump isn't the one who's going to help them either. No. I mean, he's already instituting things that are going to harm them more than help them. In oh the long yeah, run too, I so. I, I have I have nothing good to say about Donald Trump. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, it's, I I mean I I think we all recognize they're hurting. They're just I don't know. I I struggle with how to best communicate with them about, you know, you're you're wrong on these things and ultimately you are harming yourself through your through your actions of continually voting for people who fuck you over. We're we're trying to help you out and you you view us as these liberal intellectual elites who are going to fuck you over but that has not been the case we're trying to help you progress past dragging your knuckles around it's, well i always and this is something i worked on on a campaign a couple of years ago and i would always start by asking people what do you think would help do you think that you would want a job other than a coal mine would you would you work something like what you know why did you want the coal mine back is it just because you mm-hmm. want a job or do you want the coal mine job so I always ask people questions as opposed to, you know, saying I'm trying to help you because, you know, it's why, you know, like someone will, uh, it's someone tends to respond a little bit better when you ask them how they're doing as opposed to saying, I'm trying to help you. Like, it's like, well, it's like, well, fuck you. You know, it's like they, uh, it's, and I mean, it's like, I think, and I mean, not like we're standing there in West Virginia talking to these people right now, but it's like at the same time, uh, I, I hope that, uh, whoever the next, uh, Democrat, uh, nominee is, uh, will, will go to West Virginia and try to ask these people, what do you want from me? Um, as I think that's an excellent saying, point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what do you, what, how can I help you? What can I, what can I do when I'm in office 
to, to make your, to make your pain not be there anymore because I, because you're, you're part of America too. And you need to, to not be feeling, uh, forgotten anymore. And that's, and I mean, I'm obviously making my campaign speech now. Uh, no, it's, no, people, people have heard far too much about my Zelda, uh, oh. now. Um, it's, uh, well, it's, I Clinton figure, did fine. Let's yeah. Bill, no, Bill, Bill, not Hillary. Yeah, uh, but but rem- but note my note my gender. Uh, it's it will be a long time until we see another female nominee do well. Hmm. That's I'm just a saying, sad thing. It's I mean we can we can sit there and tap dance around it and say all day long that we think that it wasn't that there was no misogyny in in the campaign yeah. and we can say all day, but they're bullshit. They, and I mean yeah it's I mean. It's like, I, I get it that she wasn't, someone can go, she was a flawed candidate. What do you think Trump was? Yeah, Trump was exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it's like every single, you know what? You, you, look at, look at every picture of every president who has ever, uh, you know, who, who's, who's one through 45. They were all flawed candidates. All uh-huh. of them. Yep. At one point, every single one was a flawed candidate. No one had it pointed out quite as much as Hillary Clinton did <laughs> while she was up against a much more flawed, much less qualified person. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. So, I mean, what what could it possibly have been? What could it possibly have been? There's a bit... <laughs> There, there is, there is a small little, I'm guessing, three inch difference between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, just, that's about the size of a standard Zelda. <laughs> it's I'm I'm well, I'm guessing. Oh, well, I thought it was how much bigger her oh, hands oh, you were. Meant, oh, you meant uh, Trump's? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, it's, uh, it's, I'm guessing two inch. Then maybe I was giving him too much credit. <laughs> I've seen the statues. I think you're giving him way too much credit. It's, I was just, I was just given a guess. I was just shot in the dark. I wonder if he does so. the golden thread swirl downstairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing a joke? Or I don't know. It's not. I never make jokes. It's 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 an <laughs> it's, it's, it's I, he makes attempts at jokes. Yeah, thank you, Dan. <laughs> oh man. No. So oh, so yeah. So this is Dan again. One of one of my uh, things that I'm very passionate about is trying to tamp down ignorance about GMOs and mm. people who participate in the million mom march against Monsanto oh my and God. shit You know like that they that. only, they have like less than a hundred thousand people and the million mom <laughs> uh, march. That's, that seems like they're not very good at math or, or science. Mm. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I, and when I first started talking about GMOs, um, you know, initially, this was back when people were throwing around memes of Frankenfood and, you know, in, with a needle in a tomato and that kind of oh, stupid yeah. shit. And I thought, well, yeah, that sounds bad. And then I, then I actually did a little bit of research and I was like, oh, you people are all fucking stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, what are, what's the most frustrating thing that you hear about GMOs from people repeatedly to this day? Oh my god, I don't even know where to start. Um, Agent Orange, Agent Orange, Agent Orange! <laughs> no, that's Monsanto. Um, let's see. But people it's, tie Monsanto yeah. and GMO together. Oh yeah, it's, there, there's a lit, let's see, um, cause I, let's see, cause I, I relatively recently wrote an article on, uh, 10, uh, GMO myths and misconception, or 10, 10 bullshit arguments against GMOs, and it's, it's funny cause I wrote it for Cosmo, and part of, here's, I, we're gonna do a twofer on this one. Uh, <laughs> whenever, I relatively, this, this is something that happens a lot. People will say, 
Um, how do we reach these 24 year old women who keep going on cleanses? Uh, and you know, cause we want to get this information out to them. And I'm like, and then I'll write an article in Cosmo and my readers who know I write for Cosmo will be like, I can't take this seriously. This is in Cosmo. I'm like, for fuck's sake, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm like, you told me to write an article so that the people who need the information will get it. And now you're complaining that I wrote for God damn it. How do I um, reach these kids? <laughs> oh, yeah, th- thank you. Th- thank you, Ren. Um, let's see. So, um, let's see. One of the, uh, one of the regular ones is that there's, they're not tested. And then, uh, and, and it's like, I, I'm like, what do you think? They, I'm like, they take over 10 years to get into the food supply. Uh, like the, the Simpsons with the tobacco, it's not a fucking documentary. <laughs> like that's, say, ditto, ditto Spider-Man, not a documentary. Like these things are, are tested. Uh, let's see another one. It's, I mean, there, there are a handful of them. Uh, let's see the pesticides like, uh, Roundup, uh, that are used with GMOs are worse than older pesticides. And I mean, my God, the rumors with Roundup are, are crazy and, and they never go away. I mean, I should, I could probably write a whole article on just, uh, Roundup alone. Uh, but Roundup is less toxic than table salt. I believe it's less toxic. Uh, then, uh, then aspirin, less toxic mm. than, uh, than, um, uh, whatchamacallit, then, uh, Skittles. Um, it's less toxic than, than whatchamacallit? Less, caffeine. Less, yes, less toxic than vinegar, less toxic than, than caffeine. Uh, but I mean, Roundup replaced a ton of older pesticides that were much more hazardous. Um, and it's just, it's very well targeted to a specific, uh, to, to a, uh, specific mechanism within the plant. And so you can use less of it. And I mean, people will say, but look at Roundup use. It's gone way the fuck up. I'm like, yeah. And so have uh, iPhone sales since they came on, <laughs> on the market. Right. It's crazy. So, there were, so there was were, the population. <laughs> yeah. It's like there were virtually no iPhones back in the year 2000. It's like crazy. <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't exist yet. All so those yeah. Damaging it, Wi-Fi's and Bluetooth. Oh yeah. It's, oh my God, but it's there. Yeah. The, that's, let's see. Uh, GMOs are killing the bees. That's one I've heard. Uh, zero evidence of that. The biggest thing that, uh, had been killing the bees, uh, was a, uh, what was a, a parasite, uh, called the, uh, Baroa mite. And it's about, it, it's like compared to the bee, pretend you are a bee for a moment. Go ahead, Buzz, if you would like. Uh, pretend. Why is my and ass all black? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, too many jokes. Moving on. Uh, but it's, um, so it's, and like, if, if you were a bee, it'd be like about the size of a fist, uh, just attached onto you, sucking nutrients and, and, uh, just sucking the life out of you, attached to your, uh, to wherever on you you choose to put your fist. But yeah, that's how big the Varroa, that's how big compared wow. to the bee, the Varroa mite is. And they'd been attacking the bees for a while. Uh, so while they were doing, you know, an investigation on, uh, neonics to see if, and I mean, that was the pesticide they expected, uh, were, you know, might, might, or suspected might have been, uh, harming the bees. Um, they, you know, they did find ways to make sure that the neonics weren't, uh, you know, weren't going onto the parts of the plants that the bees, uh, were pollinating because, uh, as much as people like to say, oh, big, you know, big ag doesn't care about you know the uh doesn't care about farms it's like what are you talking about if the farms go away big ag does not make money yeah, yeah. exactly Far- farmers that have had farms in their family for five generations lose their fucking farms are you crazy 
Um, like it's, uh, let's see, uh, GMOs make you fat. No, they don't. Uh, let's see, GMOs are, they're in a lot of foods that can make you fat, but like, so are a lot of things. Like you can make a GMO free candy and like, it's still fucking candy. Like yeah. mm-hmm. there's, there, there's nothing in it intrinsically that can make you fat. It's, it's, but yeah, all the rumors that I've heard, uh, are just, are, are they, every single one of them just, it's like basically people hear a GMO and they lose their fucking mind. And yeah. there's, there's nothing about going in with a, you know, with a microscopic little knife and, you know, changing a couple of genes and something that suddenly makes it pernicious. Um, that it's just people are, are suspicious of it because uh, I believe it was an old quote from Douglas Adams. Um, Every, you know, every technology that's on the market when, uh, you know, so I'm paraphrasing this, every technology that, that's, that exists when you're born is perfect and good. Everything that comes out but until about the age of 35 uh, is, is new and wonderful and revolutionizes your life. And everything that happens after the age of 35 is looked at with suspicion and is out to kill you. <laughs> um, and that's, that's kind of the thing with GMOs. Like, they've been out for 20 years now. And there are people that are going to keep saying, we need more data until I'll trust it. And it's like... There's, we've seen the data, like we've seen more data on this than we have on, you know, certain medications that we're just kind of used to by now. Right. And some people still just don't trust it and just will never trust it. And like, I, I think they'll, you know, they'll be out for a hundred years and some people, you know, celebrities that like to pretend they're scientists, <laughs> um, are still going to be crying out for more data. And I just, I, at this point, like, because I understand how science works, uh, I, I just, I intrinsically trusted it at this point because i under i understand them and you know that's the thing is that like looking at how science works is is the mother of all understanding it and that's like bill nye at one point was anti-gmo he did his research and he went oh this this works this is good so yeah the whole evidence thing's kind of a yeah what oh yeah i think i think what bothers me most about the gmo argument is that once you start talking to somebody who is anti-GMO and asking them why, they'll give you an answer. And then you provide a response to that. They'll, you know, they'll say, well, it's killing the bees. And you say, well, no, it's not. It's the Varroa mite. You know, here's the research behind all of that. You know, actually bee populations have seen an uptick in recent years. It's not GMOs. Then they'll say, well, they're, they cause cancer. Well, no, they don't. That was a bad study. This guy used rats that are predispositioned for tumors. That was all bullshit. Well, uh, they're not tested well. Actually, they're tested more than <laughs> organic hybrids or a whole bunch of other organic things that you would see out there. Well, it's the pesticides. Yeah. And, you know, they'd go through this list and this litany of excuses. And it's like, how many of, of your bullshit arguments do I have to rebut before you just go, oh, oh okay, yeah. well, I had these 10 arguments and you've laid them all waste now and... Why won't I just accept the GMOs are fucking fine? Oh, yeah. I had, I, had, I had somebody tell me that they weren't tested. And when I explained how carefully they were tested, she was like, well, I want something that's just done naturally that isn't that tested. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. You just you just don't like it because you don't like it. Admit it. Like, it's, I'll just tell them to go eat dirt then. She's like, it's it was, natural and it, it's not tested. She's like, well, I don't like that it's making money for a corporation. I'm like, bitch, you work for a corporation. <laughs> I think you don't, mean cunt. You're just, uh, ex- <laughs> Shh, you, you know, you know my feelings on those words. 
<laughs> They're my favorite words. <laughs> well, and then they, you know, they throw out the the thing about well. They're putting patents on their foods. Well, sure. Yeah, they are. Just like any company who spends millions of dollars in research to create a thing, they put a patent on the thing so that not everybody can just use the the technology that they've created over decades and spent millions and millions of dollars on. Yeah, they don't care about artists putting copyrights on their material. Right. Oh, yeah, and it's... It's, it's, I think we're, and yeah, they do, uh, patent it, but after a certain number of years, they come off of patents. And I mean, this is, if you don't like people, uh, patenting things, then you're going to have to say that, uh, that you don't like Disney either, because Disney is the, is the worst, oh, yeah. uh, when it comes to patenting things. They, uh, most, uh, like, and I mean, Disney, like, changed, uh, uh, the patenting laws so that other, so that their, uh, their cartoons couldn't go into the public domain ev- pretty much ever. Uh, and, and most of their cartoons should be by now, but they changed it so that basically if you use an image from Disney ever, you're going to get your ass sued. <laughs> but I mean, at this point, most of the stuff, uh, from Mons, a lot of, I believe the first, uh, set of, pes- uh, of, um, of GMOs from Monsanto have come off of, um, they, at this point, they've come off of, of, uh, of patent at this yeah. point. They're, they're in the public domain. I, I believe it's the Roundup Ready Soy is no longer patented. Yeah. Well, you have so. been incredibly generous with your time this evening. Uh, before we let you go, where can people mm-hmm. learn more about you and what you're doing? Uh, Pornhub. I mean, I damn it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I've frequented there. I don't know if I've seen you. Well, that was your earlier it's, work, right? It's yeah. It's I. Uh, it's we don't like to talk about. My agents don't like it when I talk about that. Ah. Um, but silly agents. Uh, moving on. Uh, that's, I'm going to get a lot of new followers now. Um, Everyone's um, already typing up Zelda on Pornhub. <laughs> it's, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Um, but yeah, well, they're going to find someone. Anyway. They're going to find someone who's not me. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, they can, you guys can hunt me down over at cybabe.com and at facebook.com slash cybabe. And if you want to find my tweets, they're mostly political at the cybabe. You are an absolute delight. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a wonderful night. I will talk to you later. You All right. Well. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have to have you back on again sometime. Cool. Definitely. Well, thanks, Yvette. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Well, thank you all very much for listening. I want to thank Yvette Dontremont, the Psy Babe, again, for coming on the show. She was delightful. Dontremont. Yes. I also want to thank our Patreon subscribers, Christy, Andrew, Wesley, Utah Outcasts, Andy, Taylor, Grant, and Savid. We love all of you. Thank you all so much. If you would also like to become a subscriber, you can do so by going (laughs) to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution. You can follow us on all of the places like Facebook and Twitter, and you can find our show all over the place. You can also find us on YouTube. Go out and like us on YouTube and subscribe. That would be awesome. We'll go and like our page on Facebook. Rate the show wherever you can find it. We would greatly appreciate you doing all of those things. And I'm tired and my allergies are acting up, so I'm going to go now. What? Dan's going to go play with the Zelda. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go take a take a Allertech and go to bed. <laughs>
Me and, True. Ryan, me and Ryan are going to go drive for 40 minutes. Next week, we've got my friend, yeah. my friend Jason, my friend Jason Stock going to be on the show. He's going to be in studio, right? Yep. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. We'll have we'll have some beers and chit chat about atheist shit. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday to Ryan Duffy. Yep. Is Laurie your mama? Yep. Ha! <laughs> That's why I'm in the picture and she's behind me in the picture. My fucking allergies, man. Fucking wouldn't fuck with my voice and shit. <clears throat> you guys ever do that where you just get like this catch in your throat and you're like, oh. Great, there goes my voice now. No. <laughs> I don't have allergies, so. It's got to be the cancer. <laughs> <clears throat> Jesus. And her family is Mormon. And uh. she's, and as she said, like, they're, you know, nicest group of wrong people you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you guys like, Matt hasn't really been mad for a while. Let's do a story about church and <laughs> guns. And guns. And, and <laughs> church and cops and, and guns. guns. It'll be fine, I'm sure. <laughs> Hello, this is Yvette Dantremont, the Cybabe, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. And you can find me at... <laughs> Everyone does it. Don't worry. <laughs> Hi, this is Yvette Dantremont, the Cybabe. You can... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot of fun. She yeah. is a lot of fun.